Summer Sundays are meant for freshly cut grass, ballpark dogs, and the best baseball talk you can find. So kick back with your bacon and eggs and pour yourself a mimosa while Phillies announcer Greg Murphy and Green Legion Radio's Chris Sack break down your fighting fills and take you around the league right now on Baseball Brunch. Play ball! Good morning, Philadelphia, and welcome in the Bud Light Baseball Brunch, brought to you by Cheerleaders Gentlemen's Club in Philadelphia. We are powered by Green Legion Radio on 102.5 Fox Sports and Gambler in Philadelphia, WDASAM, around the rest of the Delaware Valley, or just simply download that iHeartRadio app, and you can listen to us anywhere crystal clear worldwide. I am Chris Sack of Green Legion Radio. I am broadcasting live from the iHeartRadio studios in Ballykinwood, lovely Ballykinwood today, as it is raining cats and dogs, while Murph is in some bougie hotel in Houston, Texas, and uh, he is hanging out with us again here this morning murph how we doing buddy doing great i'm just looking out the window uh you know we're an hour earlier than you so uh i'm still wiping the sleep from my eyes but uh it looks like a pretty nice day out there i haven't been out there yet but uh i'm sure the roof will be closed tonight regardless here at minute maid park but um yeah you're right about this hotel Pretty spectacular. So. Yeah, Tom McCarthy and Ben Davis were talking about that in last night's broadcast, how uh, you guys were, you know, in some upscale hotel, and I'm sitting there going, man, man, you know, <clears throat> Murph is really roughing it down there in Houston. It has to, you know, it's a tough life, but somebody has to live it. Yeah, I, I, I always say it's not for everybody, Sack, but I'm willing to give it a try. That's what I say. <laughs> Murph, uh, you know, I, I've been kind of been kicking myself all week because we, we had technical issues last week um, on last week's show. We you know, The first 15 minutes, we, we weren't on actual air. Uh, we were kind of just on StreamYard, and we had the people that were there at Xfinity Live. Uh, so, but I stuck to how I wanted to do the run sheet. And, you know, I don't, listen, outside of StreamYard and people on Xfinity, we weren't able to really promote what you've got going on with your fundraiser and this upcoming event, this upcoming Thursday night. I want to give you some more ample opportunity while we're on the air here on 102.5 Fox Sports to Gambler. We're also on StreamYard. Uh, give everybody an opportunity uh, to to pitch in and donate to a great cause, one that is near and dear to your heart. And, uh, you know, an event coming up on Thursday that I will be at with my wife, Rachel, and my dad. Uh, I think my best friend, Chad, and uh, who runs our, our Twitter handle uh, for baseball brunch and his wife are going to come join us as well looking forward to it murph but why don't you go ahead and tell everybody how they can donate to your cause all right well thank you it's all yeah all part of um the uh visionary of the year campaign for the leukemia and lymphoma society of greater philadelphia i was nominated um to, to run for that back in um february and uh, after you know giving it some thought and uh deciding that at this point I needed to step out of my comfort zone a little bit. It's not exactly something I'm comfortable doing, asking folks for money and that kind of thing. But um, I felt it was important as I uh, am in remission from from leukemia that uh, I get the word out on how folks could help. So uh, easiest way, <clears throat> if people are interested in donating, go on to my Twitter page, Philly on Twitter, and uh, there's a link right at the top that uh, people can, can click on. And then, yeah, this Thursday, as part of that, we're having an event at um, – a uh, pub in Pittman, New Jersey, called Merriman's Pub. Uh, we're going to have some uh, <clears throat> some of the broadcaster guys are going to be there. Um, we're going to have a visit from the big green guy, uh, the Philly Fanatic, as well. Um, and a couple of alumni players uh, will be there as well. So should be a fun night, and uh, we'll have some raffles and uh, autographed memorabilia, that kind of thing. So if folks would love to co- like to come, we'd love to have them. 
Sounds great. And speaking of my wife, congratulations. She ran the Broad Street run today. Uh, she did it. Wow. She, she said she kicked butt. Uh, listen, I don't care if you, if you felt like you kicked butt or, butt or not. I mean, to run in that weather, uh, and to run 10 miles, I mean, nonetheless, uh, way to go, babe. Yeah. Really, really happy for you. And, and I think this is her last big run for a little while. She's looking to actually do a 5k when we're in Colorado in a couple weeks. I'm like, can you just take a break? Can we just, can we just hang out? You know, she's like, oh, there's one in, there's one in Denver, you that's know, cool. that's Sunday morning. Yeah, it is cool, but come on, man! Like, just to kick your feet up and relax, and it. let's enjoy some baseball. So. I uh, I did the Broad Street one time, probably about ten years ago at this point, and uh, true story. So I finished, I believe, third from last in my age group. <laughs> um, well, I was probably about thirty nine at the time, and uh, so from thirty to thirty nine, I, I finished literally like third from last. They printed did you it run it, or did you did you? <clears throat> Oh, I ran, but I'm not a strong runner, and I was doing it for a friend's father who had passed away. Um, so I, I did train and everything, but it's not my thing by any stretch of the imagination. And every step I took was pain. Um, <clears throat> but I was really proud of myself for finishing. However, I finished directly behind a gentleman dressed in a full tuxedo juggling. And that is not a lie. <laughs> that is a true story. I could not catch the tuxedo-clad dr uh, juggler to get across the finish line before him. See, it, it, if you go by Ricky Bobby, though, even if you would have finished second in your age group, you wouldn't have been first, which meant you were last anyway. So, right. so, no, so I, did, I did the right thing. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> this first segment is brought to you by our good friends at State Farm. When you make the right decision, it feels good, like picking the perfect furniture or choosing a good night's sleep over an all-night TV series binge. It feels really good to make the right insurance decision, too. That's why State Farm agent Dave Avuso is here to help you select the right protection at the right price. Dave will make sure you understand your State Farm coverages so you you'll know what to expect if the unexpected happens. With State Farm agent Dave Avuso, it's easy to make the right choice. Just call him when you want the real deal. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Individual premiums will vary by customer. All applicants subject to State Farm underwriting requirements. Dave actually forgot to put the phone number in here for you to reach him at. That's 856-740-5012. That's 856-740-5012. All right, Murph, let's go ahead. We haven't done it in a couple weeks, but let's give away a couple more tickets here to Phillies Diamondbacks on Tuesday, May 23rd at 6.40. We're going to keep it a little bit fun today. I don't know if you saw the run sheet ahead of time, um, but it really, it's not the greatest song of all time. It's your favorite right. song of all time. It could be, yeah. it could be just about anything. It could be a great song, could be a fun song, could be a guilty pleasure, put you in a good mood kind of a song. In order to win, you must answer in the comment section on the Green Legion YouTube, Green Legion Radio YouTube channel, the Green Legion Facebook live page, or our Twitter handle at Green Legion. Uh, our collective favorite answer will win at the beginning of the final segment. Murph, I, I don't know if you did a top five ahead of time here. I, I look forward to that from last year, so maybe we're back on the wagon, but go ahead. Give me yours. Well, I did, I did do a top five, but I'm only going to give you one right now. I'll yes. give you the other four <clears throat> later in the show. Uh, this is a really hard question. It absolutely I mean, is. Tens of thousands of songs out there. I mean, I mean millions of songs out there. And uh, <clears throat> I love music. I love all kinds of music. Uh, I love all kinds of genres. I, so this was hard. So basically what I did was I kind of said, all right, who are my, some of my favorite artists? And then what are my, you know, couple of my favorite songs from those guys? So um, I'll start very, you know, you know, my age bracket. So uh, I, it's, it's no surprise to learn that Billy Joel is one of my all-time favorites. I've seen him in concert uh, 10 times probably. Um, and I love <clears throat> all Billy Joel's music. I really do. I can listen to anything that he's put out. 
But uh, I tried to go a little off book. There's a song called Vienna that uh, has some special uh, memories attached to it for me. Um, and that song is just a, an awesome, awesome song. I've been to Vienna, uh, which uh, was kind of cool a couple years ago. So uh, Billy Joel's Vienna on the list for me. Okay. Awesome. You see, I'm I'm going to stick in your age bracket because that's kind of around. I, I hate the age of Murph, but it's like music absolutely. Oh. But my, but my dad, you know, listening to the music in the car through all the years, yep. you know, him driving us around and uh, you know soccer practices, baseball practices, going to baseball games. Uh, I've seen Bruce Springsteen one time in concert, and I think that's good enough for me. I'm I'm absolutely fine with that because he's such a like a he has a very broad catalog. But if a song if a song comes on and it puts you in a great mood while you're driving in the car and makes you want to put the windows down, it's born to run. I mean, it, it is okay. to, yeah. me, to me, like there's so many great songs that are out there and so many fun songs, but man, when that hits the airwaves, it's like, it, it really like it, no matter what kind of day you're having, it's, it's more of an out of body experience at that point. It's just, it's, it's so enjoyable and so much fun. You're, you're, you're doing an air guitar. You're doing air drums. You're drumming on your steer, steering wheel. Uh, it's, it, it's so much fun, but that's, that's where I'm at as far as that's concerned. But, but again, it's not your favorite song. It's, it's just a great song. It's just a great song. Yeah. Just a great song. All right. So let's go ahead. Now I like it. I look forward to your top five coming up in the final segment with, uh, with those songs for sure. But let's get out of the box, Merv. Let's talk about this baseball team of ours. The Phillies had themselves a hell of a week going five and one, which is on the heels of going five and two the previous week. The Phillies are playing really yeah. strong baseball right now. They've won four consecutive wins, four consecutive series wins. Uh, now they have a chance to break out the brooms tonight on Sunday Night Baseball <laughs> in a World Series rematch against the Houston Astros. Uh, first and foremost, before we dive into the topics at hand, uh, how's your feeling, you know, being down there in Houston? Um, yeah, we, we're going to touch on Nick Cassianos, but I know he said that, you know, they kind of waved the, the ring um, with the mascot in front of them on Friday night, and it kind of sparked a little bit more of a fire as if there wasn't any more to begin with that they needed. Uh, but big weekend taking the first two down there in Houston. Huge, right? I mean, you, you headed off on this road trip playing probably your best baseball of the season, but you looked ahead and you thought, okay, defending world champions, Houston, pretty darn good team, uh, and, and you're going to see a couple of their best pitchers as well on top of it. And then you're headed off to play the Dodgers, who aren't playing – at the level that you would expect the Dodgers to play at, you know, right now. But that said, you know, in any on any given moment, they could turn it on, and, and they're a good team. And you come home and play the Red Sox and the Blue Jays. So this is a pretty tough stretch right here. And you thought, <clears throat> all right, just keep it going because you're playing well. And they've arrived here in Houston. They take the first two games um, in pretty convincing fashion. I mean, obviously, dominating pitching performance by Aaron Nola and then a terrific pitching performance yesterday by Zach Wheeler. Uh, the bullpen has just continued to be – Outstanding. And, uh, you know, it's funny you mentioned Nick Castellanos. I talked to a, a bunch of the guys before game one, and I asked them, you know, what's what's the feeling? Any any feelings of revenge? Any feelings of unfinished business? Uh, you have a bad taste in your mouth when you come back into this clubhouse kind of thing? And virtually all of them said, nope, 2023, we're looking ahead. That was last year. Different group of guys. We're looking to play this team. It's a tough series early in the season, but that's it. But Nick, Nick was different. Nick is the only one that I saw publicly um, say, oh, yeah, 
I haven't forgotten what happened back in November of 2022. And, uh, yeah, you know, the, the mascot doing his thing, the, the, the knockoff fanatic doing his thing, um, down here in Houston. Yeah. Orbit. Um, well, uh, I mean, like every time he gets out there, I'm just like, really, are you going to be funny yet? <laughs> um, but, uh, but anyway, it's, um, he, he was, he, he did take the ring and, you know, stick it up on the, on the jumbo trying and, and I guess for Nick that, it, that fired him up, and he's played terrific here in Houston. He's played really well uh, for the last couple of weeks, but he played terrific here in Houston. So it's been fun. Look, Daly Falter deserves a win. Uh, he's 0-4, but he has pitched much, much better than that. I'm I'm predicting a Phillies win tonight. I think they win again tonight. I think Daly pitches well. I think it's another low-scoring game, You know, maybe a 5-2 kind of affair, and the Phillies win. Uh, let, let's stick that kind of – Going off uh, on what I want to talk about in the run sheet, but the, the Nick Castellanos Revenge Tour 2023. Uh, finally, the power is starting to come here. Uh, four home runs over the last week, including Saturday night's bomb off the train tracks and Albert Pool's territory when he hit that one off Brad Lidge in the playoffs years ago. Uh, robbing Alex Bregman of a home run on Friday night in the first inning. He's batting 324, 17 RBI, 909 OPS, 10 doubles, 10 walks. I mean, he's actually walking this season. Uh, this guy right here, uh, I don't know if he still leads the league in outfield assists because he got off onto on such a hot start, uh, but this guy is starting to remind us of what we signed before last season, last March, and we all got excited thinking World Series expectations, playoff expectations, ending the, the decade streak of not making the playoffs. He's finally starting to show that silver slugger side to him and validating the fact of him batting cleanup. I mean, for the first couple of weeks of the season, Murph, all I had to hear about and all I saw on Twitter was, has Topper lost his touch? Uh, the lineup is awful. You know, why is this guy batting here? Why is Kristen Pache uh, starting? You know, the, the Nick Castellanos is batting cleanup. He can't hit a home run. And, and here we are. Nick Castellanos is going to be the perfect guy when Bryce comes back. And I'm saying Bryce is coming back on Friday night at the bank. Uh, but Nick Castellanos is the perfect guy right now to be protecting Bryce Harper when you stick him in that three hole. Yeah, look, you know, I, you know me. I, I, I try to stay pretty level-headed with uh, with just about everything that has to do with the the Phillies and and baseball. Uh, you know, has has Topper lost his touch? Silly question. You know, you know, you don't forget how to manage over the course of uh, the, the the winter. Um, Nick Castellanos was a little bit of a, an enigma last year because I really thought he was going to figure it out at some point, and I guess very very late in the season. He started to figure it out a little bit. He did in August before it, before he yeah. pulled his oblique. Yeah. Yeah. And then, so, you know, in the postseason, he was okay. Um, more, better defensively probably than offensively. But that said, I really believed, and I know you heard me say this, lots of people heard me say this, that the easiest bet coming into this season was that Nick Castellanos was going to have a bounce back year because he's just too good of a player. He's just too good of a hitter over the course of his career to continue doing what we saw last year. And, you know, now we see he's comfortable uh, here in Philadelphia. He loves his teammates. He's uh, really enjoying being part of this organization. And for Nick, that is a big part of how he succeeds. And you can just see it. He's almost a different person. You hear it in his interviews. You you see it in the clubhouse. You see it out there on the field. He is uh, feeling good. And because he's feeling good, he's playing good. And uh, it's been awesome to see. 
Yeah, absolutely. I, I I like seeing the joy in him this season. You could you could see it. Yeah. You could see it on on the television. Like you said, you could hear it in his interviews. Um, you know, like when his teammates are interacting with him. Uh, what what was it when Cody Clements hit the two run shot yesterday? He yep. he was up and he was excited. He's one of the first guys out of the dugout. Uh, that that's right there. Uh, it, it really is exciting to see, and it, it, you know, it, with the success that he's having, and you know, JT's got his batting average up, and man, it, it's like it's incredible that they scored six runs yesterday, and I think they had what one hit out of their top three hitters. Uh, you know, Bright, Bryce yeah, Sod, yeah, Bright, Bryce and Sod's yeah. hitting a, a little bit of a funk, and you know, Trey Turner's in a little yeah. bit of a funk right now. Uh, Kyle Schwarber, you know, he's. Low two hundreds, yeah, low two hundreds with his batting average. But here we are. We're tomorrow is is May, and and the Phillies are above five hundred. They're playing they're playing great baseball right now, and it starts out. And you alluded to this uh, at the beginning of uh, you know out of the box here is the starting pitching. I mean the way Aaron Nola over the last you know his last two starts and the way Zach Wheeler Zach Wheeler right now. Like man, if he can start missing some more bats, like he's what's killing his pitch count is they're fouling off so many pitches. Foul yeah, foul balls yeah. is really that's what's escalating him. And I'm, I'm like looking at his pitch count yesterday, and he's at like sixty pitches in in the third, fourth inning. And I'm like, I really wanted seven out of him. That way we really didn't have to touch the bullpen. Uh, but what really helped out was adding on those runs later on when we didn't. Did. Yeah, we didn't have to use anybody outside of Sir Anthony. Uh, but the, but the starting pitching, Matt Strom's been pitching great. He had eleven. 11 Ks the other day um, in, in one of his last starts. Incredible stuff, what's coming from these starting pitchers. And then you look at the bullpen, Murph. I, you know, Craig Kimbrell has righted the ship, and, and Gregory Soto, and Sir Anthony Dominguez. He's still allowing base runners, but he's finding his way out. It's only a matter of time. He's hitting that 99 fastball yesterday uh, yeah. to, to strike out the final batter with runners on first and second. But, man, they are looking electric right now. The pitching is what's really helped bring down um, you know, all the negative energy over these last couple of weeks and it has helped with, with the offense just scratching out enough to where they're going you know, 10 and 3 over over their last uh, two weeks here. Yeah, and you know, that 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 idea of getting back to 500, it's a, it's a mental thing, but it's certainly a good feeling when they got there and then they've, you know, kind of powered through that now two games over 500. One final game here in April today, um, you know, 16 and 3 in the month of April. It's, that's pretty good. If I'm not mistaken, I think the team was 11 and 11 in April last year. I, I can't swear to that. I believe so. I yeah, it's stuck in my yeah, it's stuck in my head. So you know, it just and then obviously you know went into a, a nosedive in May and didn't play well at all. So um, you know, here they are, a couple games over 500 and uh, and in a good spot as as we turn the calendar to the month of May. Uh, real quick, Murph, uh, I, I want to get some injury reports here from you um, on on a few of the guys. Uh, Taiwan Walker left with forearm tightness the other day. Um, it looks like he's going to be making his next start tomorrow. Uh, it was more of just a precautionary measure. They, the topper said that they weren't doing an MRI on him, so he he looks like a full go for Monday night. Yes, yeah, he's fine. Uh, a little concerning when when he mentioned it to them, but uh, by the next day, the the pain had dissipated. He's, through his bullpen, he felt fine. All, all systems go for Taiwan to make his next start. Unfortunate incident uh, Friday night with Christian Pache. He was really coming into his own. Um, you know, a lot of people were complaining about how he couldn't hit, and then lo and behold, the guy's batting three sixty. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's the magic of Kevin Long. Um, he tore his meniscus in his right knee. Uh, he's going to be out here for some time. Do we have a timetable? Because I believe I read yesterday on Twitter that it looks like he's going to have surgery in Philadelphia on Monday. Uh, but you know, I don't know what the normal timetable is for a, a surgery yeah. on a torn meniscus. 
they haven't put a timetable out quite yet. Um, I had my meniscus done, um, well, a few years back. Man, we're you really, know, we're really tapping into athletic Murph today. Yeah, well, or, or unathletic Murph, however, <laughs> however you want to look at it. I toured playing flag football in college. So, um, that said, uh, you know, it, it's, it's not obviously as, uh, invasive as a, an ACL, um, or, you know, in the knee. So I would imagine a two month kind of, you know, period for Christian Pache. It's just a shit because, to your point, he was really starting to figure some things out. Not only was he hitting, uh, you know, hitting for average, but he was getting some big, big hits in, in big moments. And that was great to see. He really seemed to be uh, fitting in well in the clubhouse. So it's unfortunate. Um, but Dalton Guthrie is, is up. And, you know, he's a guy that's capable of doing all of those same things, going and getting the baseball in the outfield, you know, hitting for gap power. Um, hitting for average. So hopefully Dalton gets this opportunity now. He didn't get the opportunity coming out of spring despite making the opening day roster. Um, so now he has the opportunity right there in front of him. See what he can do with it. Yeah, we alluded to earlier that Nick Cassianos almost hit one out of the ballpark if they would have had the, the roof open. I think he saw dirty windows at Minute Maid Park yesterday. And, and you know, WeHateDirtyWindows.com is part of Premier Window. Premier Window Cleaning is the leading window cleaning company in Philadelphia and the surrounding areas. Family owned and operated with 30 years experience. They offer commercial and residential window cleaning, pressure washing, parking garage cleaning, graffiti removal, post-construction cleaning. Every employee is trained, certified, and goes through an extensive background check at Premier window cleaning your satisfaction level needs to be 100 as no job is complete until you're happy with clients like chop roberts to the children's hospital of philadelphia you cannot go wrong for more information and a full list of services give them a call at 267-534-5198 that's 267-534-5198 or go to their website we hate dirty windows.com that's we hate dirty windows.com coming up in our second segment we're going to dive into the Bryce Harper situation. Ranger Suarez, how did he make out in his rehab start on Thursday night? And what's the timetable with him? And it's in 2023, it marks the 20th season of Citizens Bank Park, uh, Phillies baseball being there. We're going to take a look back at some of the great moments in Philadelphia Phillies history at the bank right here on 102.5 Fox Sports to Gambler. We'll be right back after these messages. Spreads, totals, and all the prop bets in between. It's the gambler. Welcome back. Second segment here on this rainy day in the Delaware Valley. But the good thing is your Philadelphia Phillies are playing in Houston, Texas. And there is a retractable roof over that stadium. So we will have Phillies baseball tonight. Sunday night baseball, 7 p.m. Bailey Falter looking for his first W of the season. And if you're going to watch that game, don't hang out alone in the man cave for baseball this season. Try hanging out at Cheerleaders with Sexy Entertainers, $4 domestic beers, Jameson specials, and awesome game day experiences all season long. That's right. Stop in before, during, or after the game, not only to see your favorite entertainers, but also your chance to have the best game day experience. Cheerleaders is open daily from noon until 2 a.m. Check them out. Go in there and have a little bit of fun and spend a little bit of money. All right, guys. So we uh, teased it right at the end of the first segment. 
It's a it's a huge day tomorrow for the Phillies and Bryce Harper as he meets with a surgeon in Los Angeles as the team goes out to face the Dodger for three in L.A. Uh, Murph, I'm feeling optimistic that we are going to see him in the starting lineup as the Phillies designated hitter on Friday against the Red Sox. Uh, no better time to return than uh, than at home. Uh, I think it's going to be right after this road trip once he's approved to have uh, to start sliding head first uh, tomorrow by a surgeon. What's the optimism? What's the feel that you're gathering from the from the guys in the clubhouse, the front office, the coaching staff, Bryce himself? If you if you've been hanging out with him, I I saw that great picture of him the other day with the dog Major, and he ha- and he was holding the dog, and his, dude, that was that was really cool. But what what's your feel from being around the team? Well, you know, I think there is a sense of optimism that he's very close to coming back. Um, you know, there's that part of me that's overly optimistic that I think, well, if Dr. Elitrash tells him on Monday that he's clear and he's ready to go, why wouldn't he be in the lineup on Monday night? You know, here in L.A. I don't know. I- I'm just saying probably not. I think your uh, assessment of a-, a Friday night return uh, <clears throat> makes a lot of sense for, for a couple of different reasons. Uh, maybe give him an extra day or two to get a couple more bats before games, uh, take a couple of more slides, you know, just take it, just get a little bit more comfortable. But that said, you know, knowing Bryce and the way, um, he, how competitive he is and how uh, he's just kind of, you know, chomping at the bit to get back in this lineup and, and, and help in any way that he can. Um, I, I, I guess it's not out of the realm of possibility that we see him uh, in LA. Now, that said, on the flip side, if you want to be, overly cautious and, and maybe not optimistic, there is a possibility that Dr. Elitrash says, not yet, you're not ready. Um, you know, that is possible for sure. And um, if that were to happen, obviously we're all going to be a little bit disappointed and hopefully it would only be a, you know, a two week or maybe a three week delay in that regard. But he is so far ahead of schedule that uh, I, I think you have to hold out the possibility that the doctors say, let's pump the brakes just a little bit. Um, and, and, and see. But, you know, when you watch him out on the field before the games, whether he's taking infield, whether he's sliding feet first, whether he's taking BP, certainly looks like he's ready to go. You know, I mean, he obviously can't really throw yet, although he's done some throwing. Um, he, he, he can do just about everything else, and he, he does look like he's ready to go in that regard. So, I don't know. It's, it is. You're right. It's going to be a big day tomorrow. It'll be interesting to see what happens. I've got my fingers crossed that we see him much sooner than later uh, in this lineup. Any worry from you that you feel like he's he's forcing this a little bit too much, too fast, uh, that he might be trying to come back a little too soon here? Um, or do you feel like from seeing him, like you said, I mean, you're, you're down in the field, you're seeing these these live BPs that he's having against, you know, the Ranger Suarez and AAA pitchers and, you know, bringing guys up that can throw 97, 98, that can hit both sides of the plate. Uh, from what you see, do you do you feel that he's ready to go once he gets the, the green light from his surgeon? Yeah, I mean, look, from my untrained eye, you know, honestly, because I, I rely on guys, uh, baseball guys, to make those kinds of uh, 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 decisions and those kinds of uh, observations. And, and I've talked to a ton of people about it, and, and most people think he's pretty close for sure. Um, that said, you know, look, is Bryce – Pushing the envelope? Of course he is. That's Bryce Harper. I think Bryce is smart enough to know that he has to at least listen to his body. Um, and if his body was groaning back at him, then he would probably back off a little bit. So I got to believe that he feels pretty good. That said, <clears throat> this decision's not being made by Bryce alone. 
um, you know, there is a team of people that will be involved in this decision. He's much too important to this organization to rush him back. So that's not going to happen. He will not be on the field until the people who have vast knowledge of this injury and how it heals and Bryce's body and the wear and tear that it's going to take to play the rest of the season, until all of them feel like he's ready to go, he won't be on the field. That could be as early as this week, but it might not be as well. I can't wait for Bedlam at the bank to to return. It's it's going to be insane for sure, uh, especially you know with that kind of crowd with with the Red Sox going to be down there this weekend. Uh, it's going to be a packed house. It, it's going to be a packed house pretty much all season long because the Phillies are defending National League champions. But so much so this weekend, Red Sox fans, Red Sox nation, they like to travel. It's going to be a, it's going to be a hot ticket this weekend for sure. All right, so Murph, uh, we also alluded to Ranger Suarez. Uh, Ranger made a rehab start on a Thursday night. Uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about how that went and uh, what are the next steps? And I, I'm assuming we're looking at Ranger's return to the rotation sometime over the next couple of weeks. Yeah, I think a couple of weeks is, is still the, the projected return for Ranger Suarez. By all accounts, it went very well. In his first rehab start, he pitched two innings. Um, I don't have the pitch total in front of me, but uh, it was like 25, 27 pitches, something like that. Um, didn't allow a run. I think he allowed a hit, walked one, struck out a couple. So, you know, it was more importantly, the next day he felt really good. Um, so I would imagine, I think that was on Thursday, so Friday, Saturday, Sunday, you know, sometime, I guess maybe Tuesday, um, he's scheduled to pitch in the Lehigh Valley. That is his next um, scheduled start as a rehab start, and he'll probably try to get him to 35, 40 pitches, maybe even push him a little bit more. Bottom line is they'd like for him to get up to about 75, 80 pitches down there uh, in the rehab starts before he comes back to Philadelphia. They want him to be completely stretched out. So if you kind of just project the math on that, he's probably got three more rehab starts to go, um, which is 15 days. And, uh, you well, you know, 17 days when you stop to think about it. So, you know, he's – He's still about two and a half, three weeks away. But when he comes back, this team gets better. I mean, Matt Strong's been terrific in the rotation, but they've made it pretty clear he will be the one sliding back into the bullpen because they think he can just be an absolute weapon down there. Uh, and if he pitches anything like he's done in the rotation, he will be a weapon. He's stretched out, so we know he can go three innings, uh, maybe even four in a, in a situation uh, that calls for it. But he also can just dominate in one inning, which we've seen as well. So, um he is going to slide back there and, and assume the role that they they expected him to assume when they signed him, and uh, it just makes this team better, you know. And that's that's what's all about getting healthy, you know, extending the lineup by putting Bryce back in there, uh, extending the rotation by putting Ranger back in there, and extending the bullpen by putting Strom back there. It just it just makes the team better, and that's what you're, that's what you're striving for. Absolutely. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. And, and, uh, you know, to have both of them back, like you said, it just makes the team that much better, that much stronger. And, uh, you know, continue to strive, you know, trying, trying to catch up to the Braves here in the National League East. Uh, you know, and it's, it's proven to be tough. You know, the, the Marlins are playing good baseball right now and, and the Mets are, are, are still around. They're about to get, uh, Justin Verlander back. Uh, I think Scherzer's, Scherzer was supposed to return yesterday from his, uh, from his suspension. Uh, so he'll be coming back too. Uh, so, you know, 
it's it's going to be an interesting battle uh, this season. I think we both alluded to um, you know earlier on the season uh, the the Marlins are aren't you know they're not going to be a pushover um, this year. Yep. They they signed some veterans uh, that are going to help them out on both sides and, and pitching and hitting and uh, you know lose a rise man that that guy, that guy can hit that guy uh, can hit yeah yeah he can you know definitely definitely causes nightmares. Uh, but you know what, yeah. Murph, I, I wanted to talk about it because. 2023 is the 20th season at Citizens Bank Park uh, for Phillies baseball, and uh, it's it's pretty crazy to think about. Uh, it is it, it's aged like a fine wine. It is it's still as beautiful today as it was when it opened up back in 2004 uh, against the Reds. And uh, I'll tell you what, like it, there's been so many great memories, exciting times um, at the ballpark. I've been privileged to be there for so many of them. Uh, but I wanted to start with you, Murph. I want you to just kind of like reflect back, talk about some of your memories at the ballpark, some of the, some of the fun times. It doesn't have to be the greatest games or the greatest players doing the greatest things, but things that you harken back to that, that make you remember the last 20 years of Phillies baseball, Citizen Bank Park, and how great it's been. Yeah. You know, I, I've probably seen, or oh, I haven't done the math, but I've probably seen over 2,400 games. Uh, you know, no, maybe, no, uh, half that. I guess 1,200 games uh, at Citizens Bank Park over the years. Um, you know, for for the last 12 years, I've seen just about every single one at home. Uh, and before that, as a fan and covering uh, the team for uh, for NBC and various stations, uh, obviously at the ballpark, an awful lot as well. So many great memories, and and I love your description about it aging like a fine wine because it is so hard to believe that it's uh, entering its 20th season of baseball because it is. Beautiful. It looks terrific. Even the even the parts the fans don't get to see the the bowels of of the ballpark. I mean, it. I'm telling you, it is just in an absolutely excellent shape. Um, to me, the the part where the ball where the fans are and the views they just seem to get better and better every year. And obviously, some improvements with the scoreboard and you know the uh, the turf continues to get upgraded and. Um, there are so many things that make that such a terrific ballpark. I think it's a top – I think it's easily a top 10 ballpark in all of Major League Baseball. I would argue it's a top six or seven at the at the least, you know, um, and you can make an argument it's a top five for sure. So we're spoiled in that regard in Philadelphia. I have so many great memories. I couldn't even begin. I mean, I guess personally I was at the CC Sabathia game as a fan with my – at that point, so that was – what oh that was that was oh eight. Uh, yep, I was at that game too. Yeah, so, was 08. yeah, so Matthew would have been uh, seven years old, and uh, so he was—he's my middle son, and uh, he was with me, and we were up in the stands, and he's high fiving everybody, and he's chanting CC. I didn't know what was going on, but you know that memory um, is such a special memory for me um, that uh, you know it's it's hard to. Hard to trump that one. I wish I had one each of with my other two kids, but you know it is what it is. He was at that age where he could come uh, in 08, whereas my youngest son was too little at the time. So uh, we we share that memory. It's it's terrific, and then so many you know work related memories with with great people, uh, great games, fun interviews, funny moments that uh, that happened whether it be on the broadcast or not. So I, we're just I always joke that. Um, we're, we're so spoiled to have our office at the ballpark. You know, uh, I sit there in the radio booth and I look out. It's literally the best seat in the house. And I think to myself, it's not a quarter office, but hey, it's pretty damn good. Uh, you know, <laughs> we can, uh, we'll make this work. This is okay. And, um, 
you know, it's just we're spoiled rotten. And I and I and I pinch myself all the time. Uh, I try never to take it for granted because we're, we're so lucky. And that ballpark has brought a lot of special memories to a lot of people over the last two decades. And I think it'll continue for the foreseeable future. So. I agree with you. I, I I look back. Obviously, the Phillies winning the World Series there. You know, Brad Lidge and and Carlos Ruiz with with the hug at the mound, and you know, being tackled by Ryan Howard, and uh, you know, you alluded to Shane Victorino with the with the grand slam, and that night, like we got to hang out with the Flyers, Hartnell and Richards and Carter, all at at uh, at uh, God, what was it? What was it called at the time? Uh, the, the the bar McFadden's? That was, yeah McFadden's right there on the corner we used to we used to go there all the time after the games and uh, you know Jimmy Rollins with with the walk off off of Broxton uh, Jim Tomey's four hundredth home run uh, the, you know, the 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 bat spike by by Reese Hoskins Bedlam at the bank with with Bryce Harper uh, it's just it's so many incredibly amazing Roy Holiday uh, with his mm-hmm. with his, with his postseason no hitter against the Reds uh, the retirement nights for for Rollins and Howard and 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 you know Rollins Howard and Utley um, you know crying at the ballpark watching their highlight reels and you know them going up to the to the podium and speaking about what we meant to them what we meant to them as players what we meant to them as a team. Uh, as fans, there's nothing we love more than, I don't want to say they were pandering to us, but we love having that satisfaction that we were the ones that took them and that, and then, you know, their tough times and we raised them up to that level, uh, to, to bring about. And, you know, I, I know we talked after last, uh, postseason and, uh, you know, I, I was privileged to be there every postseason series. I've, I've missed in my lifetime. I was born in 86. I've missed one playoff series in my lifetime. My dad brought me to 93 NLCS, but he didn't take me to the 93 World Series against the Blue Jays. And obviously I was in, uh, t- you know, uh, St. Louis last year with my wife when we clinched to, to move on to the division series. I've never missed a postseason series for the Phillies. And last postseason trumped anything in those five year run as far as like loud and epic, you know, craziness. Uh, what we did last year to, to raise that team's level to to you know game six of the World Series uh, when they only won eighty seven games and they crept in with the with the third wild card spot. What an incredible time to to you know be alive like these last twenty years to be in the golden era of, of Phillies baseball and now hopefully we're starting another one. Um, you know, with these next five, six years with these players and, and this core to make another run and another World Series title, especially with my kids being around the age that you were just saying, you know, Jacob just turned seven yeah. years old. Um, I think if the Phillies make it back to the playoffs this year, this is the time. This is the year. I was seven when I went to my first playoff game in 1993. Uh, I would love to have that memory with with my oldest son because uh, I think he's ready for it. And, uh, you know, it's been an incredible last 20 years and I'm looking forward to, you know, the next 20, uh, the next 40. Um, but since Bank Park is a is a real gem in the city of Philadelphia and uh, in Major League Baseball, and we are privileged and lucky to have it um, as our own. Sure, agreed, agreed. Yep. But you know what else is really cool is when we got to do the the remote show last year from the Ludlam Bar and Grill, the Ludlam Hotel in Seattle City. I think we're going to do another one this season. Uh, We're already in the talks with them. They are extremely happy and satisfied with Green Legion, Green Legion Radio, and Bud Light Baseball Brunch. And we would love nothing more than to have another show down there so I can drink some more of their La Costa Lemonade. Uh, Oh, man, delicious. You guys are missing out. Get down there. Remember, we are one month away from Memorial Day weekend, which means the shore is going to be popping and you don't want to be anywhere else but the Ludlam Bar and Grill at 4000 Landis Avenue in Seattle City. Yes, it's the old La Costa. Make sure you guys check them out at ludlamhotel.com. That's Ludlam, L-U-D-L-A-M, hotel.com, or call them at 609 609- 
609-263-7829. That's 609-263-7829 for all your reservation, dining, or entertainment questions. The Ludlam Hotel, Ludlam Bar and Grill, your new oasis in Seattle City. Coming up in our final segment, we've got a lot to tackle. Your favorite song, which one are we going to pick, and who's going to win the tickets? We have our three picks each for today's action on the Major League Baseball card. We have Can You Believe It? And we're going to look at the week ahead for our fight and fills right here. 102.5 Fox Sports The Gambler. We'll be right back after this. If you can wager on it, we're talking about it. It's The Gambler. Slash is pandering to, to, to the sack master in our last segment here. Born to run, Bruce Springsteen. All right, guys. This segment is brought to you by our friends at ENJ Mobile Cigar Lounge. We can they can be found on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter at EJ Mobile Cigar Lounge or their website, ejmobilecigarlounge.com. They will come to you for any occasion and event. Uh, they are a premier luxury mobile cigar and hookah lounge in the Philadelphia area. You can call or text 215-806-3999 and ask for EJ. All right. So we went ahead and we had Born to Run, which was my you know, favorite song, you know, great song. Can't go P- wrong. Pick me up song. You can't, you can't go wrong with it at all. So, Murph, yeah. how about we do this? Before I name these for our contestants, why don't you give me the rest of your top five and let's see if anybody has any of your remaining five? Because you, you already, yeah, I'd be surprised Deanna, Billy Joel is one of them. Yeah, I'd be surprised if anyone had my specific song. Certainly, I think we'll have um, a crossover on the artists. But uh, so I, I also am a Bruce Springsteen fan. Uh, not probably not a, a rabid fan, but I've seen him in concert a couple of times and I do like a lot of his music. Um, but again, I'm trying to go off the board a little bit. I mean, Born to Run, tr- tremendous song. Yeah, it's it's impossible to argue with that. But uh, I don't know if you know this song by Bruce, but I, I, I like songs that kind of get me ready for the summer. Um, as the summer's coming, you start to, you know, warm weather's coming. So there's a song that he wrote uh, called Girls in Their Summer Clothes. I don't know if you've ever heard that uh, song. It's a it's a tremendous song. I'm also a lyrics guy. I love the the words of songs, so that's a, a big part of what is my enjoyment. So, "Girls in Their Summer Clothes" by Bruce Springsteen. See, my dad uh, is on my list. My dad loves Jungle Land. That is his Bruce it's a song. Great song. Yeah, that's that's yeah. His, that that is his Bruce song. I mean, again, you can't. There are so many great ones. It's hard. So, okay, um, a little bit more. I say a little more contemporary, but I guess it's really not. Um, from my uh, college days, um, "Welcome to the Jungle" uh, by Guns N' Roses. You talk about a yeah. song that if you're driving, you know what? You better pull over because if not, you can get a speeding ticket. Because you know your foot just starts to go down. It's like, ah, you know, um, it's a uh, it's a blast. I love that song. Um, so you know, you're so you're you're a huge Craig Kimbrell guy then. Well, I love the fact that he comes into that. I do. Um, it's it's very cool. But I've always loved that song. I've always loved the the guitar to to begin it. So it's it's a great song. I, I wouldn't even call myself a huge Guns N' Roses fan, but yeah, you know, they have a couple of, of great songs, and and I'll put that one on the list. Okay. Um, I'm a huge I'm a huge Jimmy Buffett guy. Same reason, you know, getting ready for the summer. Your Jimmy Buffett probably. Yeah, I'm a parrothead. Forty times I've probably seen him over the course of my lifetime, and uh, again, so many songs that I like. But I'll throw just the most 
general and common one out there because it's a great song. Every time it comes on and makes me feel good is Margaritaville. Um, <clears throat> you know, it's his biggest hit and uh, it's the one that kind of set him in motion. But it's a, it's a great song. I can name 25 other songs that I love, but I'll, I'll put Margaritaville on the list. And then finally, um, a couple of years ago, Scott Fransky turned me on to uh, an artist uh, named Jason Isbell. It's kind of like an Americana um, not not so much country, but but more folky Americana kind of. Um, and and I love his songwriting. I love his music. Um, and he has a song called "Songs She Sings in the Shower," and uh, it is if you listen to the lyrics. I'm noticing a trend here. And yeah, well, I'm a, I'm a huge lyrics guy. I'm an English <laughs> major. I, I write all the time. I love to write. Um, so that's a big part of it for me. So songs she sings in the shower by Jason Isbell on my list. All there right. you go. None of those songs are on this list. So let's go I ahead. Think so. Let's let's pick a winner here, okay? So we have Desperado by the Eagles. Oh. Yesterday oh. by the Beatles. Oh. Yeah. Stairway to Heaven, Led Zeppelin. Superstition, Stevie Wonder. Three Little Birds by Bob Marley. Philadelphia Freedom, Elton John. Thong Song, Cisco. American Pie. <laughs> <laughs> and Creep by Radiohead. Oh, love that song. Love that song. Good one. Um, all right, you want me to go real quick? Yeah, I want you For to me, pick. It's, yeah, it's, the, it's one of the first three. Can you give me the first three again? Okay, Desperado, Yesterday, yeah. Stairway to Heaven. Yeah. Got my first kiss to Stairway to Heaven Ooh. ever. Uh, yeah, November 1989. Um, did it lead to heaven or did, did it lead to hell? Uh, <laughs> no, 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 not, <laughs> not directly. <laughs> but I do remember that. I think I'm going to go out of out of all those it's really great ones, really great ones. I'm going to go with Desperado. There's another one that just just tears you apart when you hear it. So I know, I like more nostalgic and slower music personally. Um, so I'm going to go Desperado. I'm sure that's not where you're at. Uh. It's it's hard for me to, to choose between yesterday and stairway to heaven. Uh, I'm kind of like you know, I'm not as much of like an Eagles guy as, as so many people are, uh, but I'm gonna go with yesterday by the Beatles, which means slash you got to choose between Desperado and yesterday. And Michael Todd with Desperado and the Eagles has Hi. won the tickets. Uh, we'll try and reach out hopefully they'll they'll reach out to me and i'll i'll get them the tickets we've had a few weeks before that game anyway so all right congratulations, congratulations michael todd and now let's try and win some people some money here murph murph not so much trying to win people money murph's more trying to lose people money uh so uh, murph went one and two <laughs> with one point again last week which puts him for the season at two and four with two points i on the other hand if you bet with me last week you won yourself some money because i had to make a fourth pick because the Detroit Tiger ran out from a couple weeks ago. So, 4-0 with five points. That puts me at 4-2 on the season with five points uh, through two weeks of our competition. It's a long season, Murph. I know you always say you, you kind of figure out word. what you are by the end of the season on the back of your baseball card. Uh, but I, I I handed you your ass last week, the last year in these picks, and uh, I'm looking to do it again this season. So, why don't you give me your yeah. first pick for today? All right. For the record, I did win season one, but but you, yeah, you did. You uh, did. This I'm, is the grudge match I right did, here. Yeah, yeah. So, I'm, but I'm, I'm, folks should probably go right against whatever I pick, and they'll probably do very well this year. <laughs> but uh, all right, here I go. Um, I got the. Uh, uh, <laughs> I can't even read my writing. I don't think us uh, a baseball team. <laughs> the Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay, uh, as my favorite, 
uh, over the White Sox. Did you see Luis Garcia Jr. run to first base last night? No, that was that was that? a Luis uh, Robert. Or, uh, Lewis Roberts. I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, Roberts yeah. Yeah. yeah, pathetic. Um, yeah. They are, oh my God, they're terrible right now. And they were throwing a no-hitter yeah, through six, believe, and then they gave up ten runs in the seventh. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah. I got to believe that uh, that is going to kind of uh, weigh on them a little bit uh, today. I'm sure there's some some very uh, bad feeling inside that clubhouse with that kind of effort. So I'm going I'm going with Tampa, who's you know one of the best teams in baseball right now. Minus 205 over the White Sox is my favorite. Okay, my favorite today is going to be the Cubs at minus 170 at Miami against the Marlins to avoid the sweep. The Marlins have won three in a row. Uh, they won the last one against the Braves, and they've won the first two in the series. I don't think the, Mar- the Marlins are that much better than the Cubs. The Cubs are a good baseball team. I think they stay away from the sweep today. So I got the Cubs minus 170. What's your next pick? All right, uh, my underdog, I've got uh, the Angels stepping up and beating the Brewers today. Angels are just plus 110. Not much of a, a pitching matchup in this one, so I really feel like it could go either way. So I'm going to give the uh, Angels offense uh, a tip of the cap today. I'm going to hope they score some runs and they can beat the Brewers uh, this afternoon. So I'll take them as my underdog. Okay, I'm, I'm going to give my under right now. I'm going to go under 9.5 because I have the under 9.5 in that game, Angels-Brewers. Okay. Uh, they were under on Friday night. They went over last night. Give me another under today in that game, and give me your over-under for today. All right, uh, over-under today, uh, it's a high number, 10, for the Dodgers and the Cardinals. Um, I originally was going to take the over, but that, you know, everything in my fiber statement telling me to take the over, so I'm going to take my own advice and go against what I think, and I'm going to take the under. Under 10, Dodgers-Cardinals, you know, hoping it's a 5-4 kind of game. Did you see the over-under today for the Mexico City game? I did not. 20 and a half. What? Yes, it was 15 and a half yesterday, 20 and a half today after they put up 27 runs combined yesterday with 11 home runs. They were threatening the major league record for home runs in a game combined between two teams. Insane. I guess that's hitting season down there, huh? Yeah, yeah. It's making Coors Field look like the polo grounds. Um, yeah, right. I, I have uh, my underdog today is a little bit of a surprise. Um, the Nationals at plus 120 at home versus yeah. the Pirates. So the Pirates have the best record in the National League. They're 20 and 8. They destroyed the Nationals yesterday in, in the doubleheader. Why are the Pirates only minus 140 today for favorites? It just it doesn't add up. I just because of the Pirates. I, 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 I get it, but I can't compute it. So I'm just going to take the Nationals at plus 120. Can you believe it? Yeah. Can you believe it? It's a lot better on your eardrums this week than it was last week when we destroyed everyone's hearing at Xfinity Live. Uh, (laughs) Two things that we found interesting from this past week in Major League Baseball. Murph, give me your first one. All right, well, talking about the game that you were just talking about, the Padres and Giants game yesterday, all those home runs, each team went back-to-back in that game twice. And that's the first time in Major League Baseball history that both teams had multiple distinct home run streaks in a game, meaning two or three in a row kind of thing. So both teams back-to-back twice, first time in Major League Baseball history. All right, you went with something that you know exemplifies 
you know, success. I'm going to simplify the opposite direction, which is ineptitude, which is the story of the 2023 Oakland Athletics. They are the okay. first team in Major League Baseball history with 23 or more losses before May 1st. And guess what? They play again today, and it might be 24. <laughs> Terrible. <clears throat> yes, it might be. Yeah, that's a bad situation out there in the uh, great Northwest, for sure. Um, <clears throat> all right. Uh, how about just, we, again, we were just talking about it. the Pirates off to their best 26-game start since 1992. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, 92, that was the uh, the Bonds and Bonilla era. That was Sid uh, Bream. In so it's in Sid Bream. Sid Bream. Um, it's been you a while. You threw out Sid Bream at the plate. <laughs> yeah, I, I probably could have at that point. Um, yeah, so uh, they're off to their best start uh, trying to be um, – well, they right now they're the best team in the National League, or at least playing the best of the National League. So uh, pretty impressive for the Pirates. I hope they keep it up. Pretty cool story there too with uh, Drew Maggi. Um, you know, it probably yeah. probably his yeah. last appearance. Uh, Your know, last night, he gets a single with an RBI, and then he hits a double off of a position player. Uh, pretty cool story for him after 13 years in the minor leagues for him to get that moment. Yeah. Well, well deserved. Uh, my yeah. last, can you believe it? For this week is courtesy of Jason Stark. The Phillies and Mariners just played a nine inning game in two hours and four minutes. I know you love that one. Fastest nine-inning yeah. game at Citizens Bank Park since a Padres-Phillies game on June 5th, 2010. That one was two two hours and two minutes. Jamie Moyer versus John Garland. The only other wow. game faster than this one was on August 16th, 2006, which was also two hours and two minutes. Pretty cool stuff. Very cool stuff. And uh, it was on the anniversary of Kevin Millwood's no-hitter, which was a one nothing final uh, back uh, 20 years ago at the last uh, year at the vet, and uh, one nothing in that game as well. Yeah, I heard your interview with him the other day. It was, uh, that was some good stuff. Yeah. Good stuff yeah, for sure. Good. So taking a look at the week ahead, uh, just to get your assessment here, Murph, we're attempting to break out the brooms tonight versus the Astros. We have a three-game set in L.A. against the Dodgers, and hopefully Bryce Harper gets approved tomorrow for head first sliding, and we'll see him back in the lineup this week. Uh, so the three-game series there in L.A., and then we come back to the bank against the Red Sox. Got to keep this momentum going, right? We want another great week coming in. Keep on winning these series. Yeah, they just got to keep the pitching going. You know, if they, if they continue to get good pitching like they've gotten, if the bullpen continues to do what they've done and shorten games, uh, they're going to win a lot more than they lose. That's what they've been doing of late, and uh, hopefully they can keep it up. I'm predicting a Phillies win today. And, and you know, it's hard to sweep a, a team in Major League Baseball. It's especially hard to sweep a really good team uh, and, and at their own place. Uh, but the Phillies have that opportunity against Houston today. I feel like the Phillies are just clicking right now. And I – Firmly believe Bailey Falter is going to come out and pitch well today. I hope I'm not wrong about that because he deserves he deserves a win. He deserves a little positive uh, energy coming his way, uh, the way he's played so far this season. So I'm uh, predicting a Phil's win over the Houston Astros. They sweep them, and then maybe maybe you take two out of three in L.A. Come home on a five and one road trip. I'll sign up for that. You know, yeah. Two weeks ago, you said that you were on uh, no hitter alert for Aaron Nola. And last week you said yes. that you would be surprised if Zach Wheeler gave up more than two hits. You, you don't have any uh, vibes going today? How many hits Bailey Falter might give up? Well, you know, for Bailey, I think it's almost more important about the walks. And, he, and he's been really good with that. He just can't walk, guys, because he's going to give up a couple hits. That's Bailey. I mean, the, you know, Bailey doesn't have overpowering stuff, so he's going to give up a couple hits. Um, yeah, you know, if he gives up five hits and two or three runs, I think the Phil's win this game. 
Sounds great. All right. For Kyle slash slash the gobbler, none maker here on the board, Greg Murphy over there in Houston. Appreciate you, partner, for joining us as always. I'm Chris Sack of Green Legion Radio. And like a 3-1 pitch to Ryan Howard, we are out of here. Enjoy the rest of your Sunday. Let's go Phillies. Break out the brooms and get some revenge on those Astros.